All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. It's been it's been a while. We've all had things going on in our life, and we've been super super busy. So I hate that we haven't had one on. I uh, appreciate all the people from around the world, if it's true that from South Africa to Australia, Germany, that have been listening to our podcast. We really really appreciate it. Um, as the rest of our group uh, joins us here, just want to have a little talk with some of them ron how's everything been it's been can't complain too much i suppose well that's good holiday seasons are coming up got thanksgiving in less than a week super christmas, fun christmas in a month with my teaching and stuff i'll have three weeks and it seems like those three weeks just like go by so quick and then it's already because we get out december 17th so i feel like it's going to be super quick so so how's that like does that affect you any with your life i guess you know a little bit we got a lot of stuff going on here but, but also at the same time we're flexible so yeah we don't have like we don't have just like no matter what we have to do it's you know it's it's at least manageable for now yeah i got it well, as the rest of our crew is uh, coming on, go ahead and let all the listeners know what we plan on doing. Um, so far, what's happened is Marvel Universe is taking off. Disney Plus is going, just mentioning like everything that's coming out, you know, all these little spinoffs to origin stories, things like that. So, before we get into that, um, I really want to tackle the uh, – well, I didn't mean that to happen. I really want to tackle the NFL and what's going on there. Um, first off, my thing is, what what is y'all's overall analysis of going in the NFL? Like, trades going on, you know, Von Miller – went to the Rams, uh, Odell Beckham went to the Rams, uh, former running back Zach Stacy punched and spotty slammed his girlfriend with his kid in there in the room. So like, what is, what is all y'all's analysis? Ryan, what, like, what is, what is your take on the NFL right now? Um, well, I guess the NFL in and of itself is somewhat fun. Like not talking about the off-field issues, everything that that feels par for the course. But other than that, it's kind of interesting to see what's going on. As a Broncos fan, I didn't expect them to trade away Von Miller. Um, yeah, that was a big surprise to me. As someone who watches, you know, tries to keep up with every team for the most part, Odell Beckham leaving to go to the Rams—that was like I was not shocked by that at all he saw the team that you would think has the best chance to (laughs) to win it all um which i still give them the best chance to win it all they've had two horrible games but at the same time it's you know you're in a 17 game season i'm not some of these games that they lose i think it's more eh you know, it's more expected than anything else. Although you don't want to lose a conference game. Yeah. You know, so when they lost to 
49ers. Luke's asking if he's frozen. But when they lost to the 49ers, I was like, well, that's that's something else. Although I don't understand how you're not going to sit there. Coming from a purely football from a football mind, I don't understand if you got a team that's not going to, you know, sit there and throw the ball all that much because they have like a decent run game and not a great passing game. Well, see, Why like the 49ers, on earth would you not prepare for the run game? Well, like the 49ers game, I was kind of like, you know, this is how the 49ers defense should be as aggressive. And I guess it seemed like everything clicked for the one night. And so I really wasn't too surprised about it, but I don't know. No, I was surprised by the Rams defense. Well, like yeah. You, you'd almost think that they came out not prepared for the 49ers to run the ball at all. And they didn't look like it. I mean, they took up the Rams. I mean, the Rams, the 49ers took up almost the whole first quarter just running the ball down the field. And it's like, really? You, you guys don't know how to stop the run? <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because that seems like that's usually the 49ers go to thing on first quarter things is get the run game going, you know. And go from there and try to start incorporating Kittle and, you know, Devo Samuel and all of them. But so, uh, so David, what is your, what is your take on it? Uh, I'm shocked. Shocked um, by the NFL or shocked by what? Um, about the Zach Stacy thing. Oh yeah. Had, but I mean, I mean to be honest, it is a common occurrence with a lot of athletes and, and well, people. He didn't. Gym. He didn't even just like just hit her. He picked her up and slammed her into one of those old bouncy toys that the babies yeah, jump in. And the TV. The and, TV I mean, fell I didn't on her. My, my brother showed me the video, and I didn't want to see it. Well, it's did, usually those types of. Well, if I'm not mistaken, after he slammed her down to the ground, as he walked out the door. He said, I love you, boo. I'm pretty – yeah, I thought I heard yeah, it. I, love I you, heard boo. it. I'm like, oh, man, that's not something you want to say. I'm like – But that's that's an occurring – Is that like that weird definition of tough love? Like – I mean, that's, that's beyond – That's what an just, abuser does. That's uh, beyond tough love. That's like, uh, I am in control. I have power over you. Well, like, I, I never um, – like, she never sounded like she was crying – she kind of never really got knocked out or like unconscious, you know, or dizzy. So it makes me think that this is not the first time. No, like she was, the, camera, first time. the cameras were positioned so like weird. If this was the first time, you wouldn't have positioned the cameras the way they were. I'm kind of wondering if it was like it an in-home. Probably happened numerous times. It just wasn't documented. Well, I'm just kind of wondering if it was like an in-home security thing, you know. Eh, probably, probably not. But, I mean, I don't know. Is, she didn't sound startled. Like, you know, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, but you have to also think, you know, um, there is a, you know, a baby. So, you, you know, if you're, you know, losing control. Um, well, I thought the baby was in the little bouncy thing at first. And when he slammed her down on that, I was like, he just slammed her on the baby. But then I realized yeah. that was like the little, uh, little cushion of the seat that was pushed up. Where like the baby was in there, so um, yeah, but like 
I don't know. I, I felt uncomfortable because uh, I, you know, I've seen stuff that's happened in my personal life that, like, my mom was a, a victim of that. And so, you know, it kind of brings uh, old memories. And so, like, I don't, like, particularly, particularly want to, like, talk about it or, you know, see it or see the videos of the abuse. Because it's like, eh, man, if that was, you know, my mom, man, that dude would not be standing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I tend to refrain from looking at that stuff because it's, it is a very violent subject and it is very, there, there's sometimes there's women that are the abusers, but they're rare cases, but it's mostly men. So like, we don't know what they were arguing about, no. what all went wrong, but just the sheer brutal violence that he did was enough to make me kind of feel like, Oh, I was, I'm sick. Yeah. So uh, that's my take on it, but they caught him. So that's good. Yeah. But overall in the NFL, uh, the whole, like the, the vaccines and the protocols. I mean, you know, there's a story right now about a uh, Antonio Brown about the fake vaccine card. I don't believe that. What the I, card? Yeah, I don't know why. I just really don't believe that. Now, I want to say this. Remember what I said? You remember what I said a couple uh, a couple of podcasts ago about Aaron Rodgers? I'm telling yeah. you, it's the sabotaging process. <laughs> that was my first thought. I was like, yeah, of course he would have done that. Like it, it just makes perfect sense. He might honestly be vaccinated. He really might honestly be vaccinated, but was like, you know what? I'm going to tell everyone that I was not vaccinated yeah. on purpose. <laughs> as long as he plays, I think I'm good because he's on my fantasy team and I oh, need him <laughs> in the game on Sunday. It's a, it's, a, it's a sabotaging process. You don't need anyone else to play this week. Well, I'm you just going to talk gonna... about fantasy teams real quick. I, no. I got to tell you, I'm not joking. And go. Go look at my, go look at my run of luck this year. Every time, like I have great players on my team, except my quarterbacks, but I have great players on my team, and they all underperform almost every single week. I had a team play the Jets. I forgot who it was. I had a team play the Jets, and it was like after I after I looked back at the scores, I was like, well, that makes perfect sense. Like the week before, I played Kelsey. And she had a player that, like, got 50 points or something like that just playing the Jets. Then I'm like, great, that's going to happen to me the next week. Mm -mm, nothing. It was almost like they were non-existent versus the Jets. I think it was the Bills. And, like, last night I watched after the game I was with, I went and checked the thing, and I was like, yeah, it's par for the course for me at this point that the New England Patriots would put up 50 points on defense alone. But, but here's It was thing. only 49. Oh, yeah, my bad, only 49. Matt I'm surprised Ryan. they get adjusted to 50. <laughs> Matt Ryan threw two picks. They put in Josh Rosen, his first – he throws a pick six, and then they put in the backup for that, and he throws a pick. Yeah. It was very helpful. I'm just going to say oh, that. that. That team is so bad. <laughs> Good night, that team is bad. It seemed, well, not that they were great, but it seems like as soon as they lost Calvin Ridley, 
Like your best offense is Cordell Patterson. But yeah. So all right. So let's let go me, into this. Let Wait me throw this in too, though. Or Luke. So the you're talking about the Bills playing, right? So in fantasy. So last week I got rid of Devin Singletary because for a team that's doing so well offensively, he's just not performing. He's just not. Like I've watched him week after week and they get they keep giving him double digit predictions and he can't he can't make it into the double digits. Like I think his best week one time was like eight or nine points. He got close, but he just can't do it. So I dropped him, right? So the guy I'm playing, Denon, he picks him up because he's got Josh Allen. So he's got the pass covered. And if the run takes off, then he's got Devin Singletary now, which is great for him. But what does he do? His quarterback throws the ball the whole game. And who does he hit? Stephon Diggs, yeah. which I have at receiver. So it ended up being a great week because I had a, I finally had, it seemed like, a stroke of luck. Ryan, I know you're talking about your luck tanking, but as far as, like, injury prone, that's been my team all week. Like, I finally got some people I felt like were solid, and then it just turns out that they can't stay healthy. So I've got George Kittle, who keeps going in and out, and when he's in, he's in. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't stay in. He gets taken out every other game, it seems like. Or Antonio Brown, right? Supposed to be, he's finally down there with uh, Tom Brady, a quarterback who's going to throw the mess out of the ball. But he can't stay healthy long enough to catch more than a couple. He catches a game or two, and then he's done again. So it's been kind of a crapshoot. So luckily, I strung together, I think, two games in a row where I won. And uh, hoping to make it a third. I know you're oh, not, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping you're, break, you're hoping to break the streak because we played. But let me also I mean, say this. The one game points. that I was really counting on, we can both celebrate, is that the Broncos beat the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. that was We played they our Super Bowl. They didn't just beat them. <laughs> They made an example of them. I don't, I don't know what it is about the Broncos playing the Cowboys, but they play their best game against the Cowboys every year. Or every yeah. time they play, they'll sit there. And they it's like they haven't played them all that much, but the Cowboys have not beat them in the last five times they've played each other. When the Cowboys are doing great this year, I mean, they're 6-2. and two. So it's not like, you know, that was a fluke game or that was an accident. Like they beat a good Cowboys team, which mm-hmm. I know most of us aren't using to string in those two words together in the same sentence. Yeah. Um, so talking about being good, what about the Chiefs? So before we move on from that, do we think that a couple of things for y'all to think about when we can talk talk over this? Have people followed in what Tampa Bay did in the Super Bowl of how to play the two safeties back, which I've been seeing it more often, to cover the deep threats of Tyreek Hill and just let, you know, Travis Kelsey be the star and that's it? Or is Patrick Mahomes trying to do a little too much? Or is Andy Reid just like kind of like a glorified offensive coordinator and he's really not – as great as we thought, or is it kind of a little bit of everything? Like, what what do we think there? I think that I think is um, it's 
Andy Reid's inability to adjust his game plan. And I think Patrick, yeah, and I think Patrick Mahomes is in his own head. They're about to find out. Like, let's see. Okay, so the Chiefs' last three games were the has been pretty good. The Giants, who's not good, yeah, realistically, a um, a broken, um, a broken, uh, I don't, almost said 49ers, but I'm not thinking 49ers, a broken Packers team who was missing Aaron Rodgers, and his first, Jordan Love's very first start, I think, in NFL yeah. football. Yeah. And then, yes, they look dominant against the Raiders, but let's be real. What have they There been was recently? going to be a point where the Raiders were – the wheels are finally going to fall off the Raiders because they've just been through too much this season. Well, let's think about this. Just keep going. Their tight end got 18 <laughs> passes thrown to him in the very first game. And probably in the last seven games, he's had 18 passes thrown to him. Like, that's a little bit far-fetched. It's probably a little bit more, but he hasn't gotten those numbers. Josh Jacobs is in or out, the whole John Gruden crap, you know, because Derek Carr saying. went from leading the league in yards and all that stuff, and now it's been passed by a couple people. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I just knew, like, at some point or another, the wheels were going to finally fall off and their confidence was going to drop. And then you got John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, and there's that other guy who got um, kicked from the team. Like, it's just – there's got to be, like, such well, the Chiefs, around right now. <coughs> the Chiefs went from being dead last to now they're first in two weeks. That's so annoying. Because the Chargers are slowly falling apart after looking great. The Raiders have dropped. And then Broncos the Broncos have just been kind of in the middle. They can't gain yeah. or they don't drop. But they're about to have their realist test in a while. Because you have all three of those teams, like I said, that are just not doing great. And now they're about to play the Cowboys. They're going to play the Cowboys at home, so that might go in their advantage, but they're about to play the Cowboys. And the Cowboys' offense is – it's good. Like, it's probably, you know, one of the best offenses in the in the league, and their defense is good enough. So, you know, they're about – I think they're about to face their, their realist test in the, in the, for the past four games. So we're going to see if Patrick Mahomes is living up to it because they're going to blitz him and they're going to, you know, they're but here's going my thing. to. Well, you say gonna... that, but now he is the less blitzed quarterback in the league because his passer rating being blitzed every single year he's been in the league, he has a great passer rating because he is so quick to roll out of pocket or make those passes. And now people are not blitzing him as much. They said the yeah. other night he is so less blitzed and now it's thinking – is that the thing, keeping more people back in coverage? Maybe. But, I mean, they're going to, you know, this defense is going to be the best defense they've probably faced outright. And that's not taken away from the Giants' defense. It's an okay defense, but I think the Cowboys' defense will be the best defense. Well, I know that the played. defense for the Chiefs were giving up like 30 points per game in those first five or six games, and now the last couple games are down to 19, which and, is, isn't great, but – yeah. And it's going to be, you know, if their run defense is still not good, I mean, you got that – I mean, you got a one-two punch with uh, Pollock and um, Elliott. And so – and that's the thing. That's what's good about the Cowboys' defense is they can hit you from just about anywhere. They, they can run the ball on you. They can, you know, they can hit mid-passes on you, and they can hit deep shots on you. 
So I, mean, I know they played the Falcons, but man, they just they took they picked the Falcons apart. Yeah. So Luke, talking about the fantasy part of it, like we don't have to get into that, but like people like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, who you're just like, well, you got to start them because they're going to give me 20 points. Like they're not even performing. So like, what are your thoughts on it? On which one? Sorry. On just on the Chiefs, just in general, like all uh, you know, the three big, they're three big players, you know, are guaranteed point getters and. Patrick Holmes can't throw anything. Travis Kelsey, you know, one night I saw him drop. Yeah, he dropped passes. like four passes or something yeah. like that. But and then Tyreek Hill um, can't catch but three yard passes. Here's the thing with Travis Kelsey. Like I know they kind of shut down the deep ball on the homes. But Travis Kelsey was never the deep ball guy anyway. He's a tight no, he'd be end. Like a, over the yeah. middle. So he's gonna be the over he's gonna be catching short passes and then making something out of it, which works great for me because even if He's not putting up the numbers like he did last year or the year before that. He's still a top two tight end in the league because if you take away the deep pass, where's Mahomes going to throw it? Over the middle, right? So that opens up Travis Kelsey. Plus, Travis Kelsey is just a phenomenal player anyway. Like, he understands his position. He's a lot like Jason Witten. Like, if you try to guard him one way, he's just going to go the other. So he still gets hit a lot. So that – I mean – I've seen a dip in Travis Kelsey's numbers this year, but it's not so much that I don't still put him in every yeah. every week. He well, still stays there. But, but and who else are you going to put in? Like with quarterbacks, you've got a crap ton of quarterback of quarterbacks to choose from. Everybody in our league drafts like two or three, but when it comes to tight ends, you've got five or six maybe that are going to put up consistent numbers. Yeah. And so even if he's not doing as good as he did a couple of years ago, he's still one of the better ones in the league. So in 10 games, he's almost averaging about how many yards he gets on every catch. He's got five touchdowns, which his best year was last year with 11. So he on he's about halfway that. there, yeah. And like I said, we're a little bit halfway. So his yardage per game is down. Um but, like, in his last four games, he's hit 100 yards twice. Five games ago, he hit 99 yards. Until then, he had not gotten over six in his first five games. He went over 100 once, and his next highest game was 76. But he went from catching six, seven, eight balls a game to four twice, yeah. which one of them was the Giants game. He caught four for 27, and that was the one he – had all the passes dropped. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've looked at my phone a couple of times and saw the score and been like, dang it, Travis Kelsey, come on. Yeah. Like he's got to do something. But I don't – in a league like ours where, you know, you get so many people – like who else are you going to pick? Because yeah. either A, he, he sits in my tight end position on my roster. So I can't put George Kittle in because he's out, he's on injured reserve, or he was at the time. So I've got to leave, you know, I've got just got to kind of roll it out. And I, I took a few losses, and it's not just Travis Kelsey. But going back to the, the whole where the Chiefs at, I think, you know, I've been watching football since I was in first grade. So 91, I know that makes me sound super old. So, in 30 years, 
of watching pro football, I can count on one hand the number of teams that I've seen be a dynasty for multiple seasons. The Cowboys with Troy Aikman and uh, Emmett Smith, that was a dynasty. And that was that you could expect them to come out and be competitive every year yeah. for a while. And then they started getting a whole bunch of new people and, you know, Troy Aikman retired and so did Emmett Smith. And it just kind of went down from there. But I, I think it's just the NFL, the way it's run, like the way players don't stick with the team, you know, like with Giannis, the Greek freak, he, he builds a team. He says, so I'm staying here. So you're saying loyalty is the main reason why most, yes. most dynasties are. They don't last because you come out and you play with that team and you guys do great for a season. And then everybody's like, oh, well, that player's great. We got to get him. And so they'll, they'll trade that player. Well, when you start trading every player at every position, boom, you gave away your whole team. And, I mean, it's not necessarily that team's fault. Maybe they can't hold them. Maybe their salary crap doesn't let them or um, they can't offer as much to that player as another team can who doesn't have it. And so, yeah, they're still a dynamite linebacker, but now they don't have safeties backing them up and corners also there in a defensive line that's a monster. So that defense is gone. You've still got one player who's great. Like the Broncos with Peyton Manning, right? Vaughn Miller wins uh, MVP. And then his defense left. All the other players were gone, and it was just Vaughn Miller the next year. Well, it's like a good running back. You don't have a good running back if you don't have a good offensive line. He can't do it by himself. So I think that's kind of why, you know, the Chiefs and every they win a Super Bowl or they get put in a Super Bowl, and then they start getting pulled apart by every other team in the NFL looking to fill a position. And see, and that's, you know, that's an issue I have because I think about, I understand it's a business and as an owner and stuff like that, you still want to win. Right. But like the Adrian Petersons that were with the Vikings forever, it's like, man, give the man his due, you know, like now he's bouncing around from team to team. Von Miller, I know he's had some injuries and stuff like that, but, he came as a Bronco. Let him finish as a Bronco. Like, like I understand the whole sign the one day contract so you can retire as a 49er or retire as a Bronco. And I get that, but like Von Miller's still pretty good. And I don't know, I'm just like, let's just keep the person here. Now, now, if they're just like, no, I, I think I've got more in me. You're not gonna play me 60% of the snaps. I'm out of here. I'm not doing this two running back system. No, I want to be the main receiver. No, I want to be the main cornerback. I get it. Then you say, well, that's not our game plan now. We really need to fit to what we have and draft some people here. You know, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, was he kind of blindsided by the Jordan Love thing? Yeah, but you got to think, Aaron, you're in your upper 30s. Not everybody's going to play into their 70s like Tom Brady. So we've got to start. We got to start planning. <laughs> and if you're going to be the next Brett Favre and say, no, nah, I quit. Oh, season's you next week. Oh, no, I'm going to play. Oh, I'm yeah. going to retire. Oh, season's tomorrow. Oh, okay, guys, fly down to Mississippi and come get me. And go, like, like they don't want to play that game again either, you know. But mm-hmm. sometimes just like, you know, just sign them to a contract. Just say, listen, you're not getting your 1,000-yard seasons anymore. Your speeds went from a 4-4 down to a 4-8. I think you're, you're just looking old. And that's what happens because Derrick Henry is going to be crap in a few years because – 
those running backs, if they make them run 30 times a game, like Adrian Peterson, don't make it. LaDainian Tomlinson should have shattered the rushing record. But the thing is, he got abused in, in San Diego. So he went downhill. Like Frank Gore, as many yards as he had, he's played for a while, but Frank Gore wasn't used as much in San Francisco. And you see yeah. uh, the thing that's happening in Carolina with Christian McCaffrey, the injuries right now. Well, that's just because he's an all-around workhorse. Like, he's going to catch but, the ball but and run the ball. You know. Because that's the thing. He's being over. Every, he's he's being run, like, every snap. So, and then now you have Cam Newton back. And he's supposed to start no, this don't give me that. Don't give me that wrong with Cam Newton. We ain't talking about him. No, I, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> no, I, I can care less. But I'm just saying, like, you know, it, you can only run so much and then, you know, start wearing down. When you get, you know, like some of these players, like Luke Keekley, retired at 28 years old. You well, know, he, look at, he wasn't fast anymore. Patrick Willis with the 49ers, 30 years old. Megatron, you know? 30 years old. You know, some of them, like, there's some. Now, I understand the league is different. You can't even breathe on a quarterback's head as you walk past them. It's not roughing the passer. But yeah. back in the day, when you had the Terry Bradshaws, the Jim McMahons, all those guys that the quarterbacks, they were as tough as any linebacker out there. They, you know, they're talking about how many, like, memory issues they have and body aches and knee injuries and stuff like that they're having now because how long they played. But now there's so much medicine. There's so much advanced stuff. Like, that's why Tom Brady still looks like he's in his prime, you know, because he's able to take care of himself. That's why LeBron James is, you know, playing into his upper 30s with as many – Miles as he's put on his wheels, but but you know Tom Brady's also been staying healthy. He's missed like one full season because that knee injury. Well, but and that kind of goes back to what I was talking about with Tom Brady too. Like you don't just have a good quarterback. Like they always, whoever he's playing for, drafts a solid offensive line mm -hmm. that protects him in the pocket. They actually keep a pocket. The amount of times that Tom Brady has been sacked or hurried is probably far less than most quarterbacks, and that's why he's lasted as long as he has. That or he's made out of something else. He's made yeah. out of titanium or something. Something <laughs> doesn't corrode. Hate so, the guy. So, Ron, <laughs> predictions, where we're at right now, nine, ten games into the season. They've got – some teams have seven more since they're doing the 17-game season. What what do you think? Do you think which teams on top you think will collapse? Which teams do you think are on bottom could make the run? Um, and that's either run for the rest of the season, run to the Super Bowl, run to just to make the playoffs, whatever. I think teams that will probably come close to collapsing – that might have the best shot of winning it all, or well, or not winning it all, but at least going to it all. I am not sold on the um, the Ravens. Okay. For one, I just don't. You know, I just they have way too many come from behind wins, which they like, good on them for winning, but you know, kind of I just the luck not, runs not, out, kind of thing. And I'm not so sold on them. Um, 
I also wonder about the Cardinals. I think they could actually still make a run for it, but, you know, with their issues that they've had, I I wonder if they're primed for collapse as well. AFC, I don't know. The AFC to me is, is such a it's such a toss up. So I mean, it, every week it feels like there's someone else at the top of the AFC. Well, usually there's still which there is, you know, two, but usually it seems like at this time there's still like a lot of one and two lost teams. Yeah. And I don't feel like that it, there is. Like the Bills, I think the Bills are still pretty good, but they now they look like they've taken a step back from last year. They I, it does I'm, look like it. I kind of feel like the Patriots have pushed it. Have they pushed it a little too early and they're going to fizzle out? I don't know. I I really think maybe the Chargers just don't have it. I think the Chiefs still have that chance until they somebody can knock them off. I still consider consider them a powerhouse. Uh, I thought Bengals were going to hang up there, but I don't know. Ravens. Yeah, I just don't know about them. The Titans, they they look pretty good, but I think they're they're going to want too much of Tannehill without having Derrick Henry and not be the same. Cardinals, yeah. I don't know how they're going to do with without JJ Watt and that pass rush now, but there's they're legit. I think the Rams could still push them. I like my surprise overall. I really think. If they can get a couple people back on defense, I think the 49ers could make a run. They're only four and five. They could finish potentially 12 and five, but I think they can make a run. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like the NFC is going to win it this year. I just feel like there's too many teams in the NFC from either the Bucks, the Packs, Cardinals, or Rams, even I'd say at Cowboys. That could everyone's been it, saying that that they taste feel like coming out. <laughs> I wouldn't blame it if it did. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking the Cowboys tasted bad when you said that. Yeah. But every everyone <laughs> said, well, at least so many people have said, and I agree with this that the Super Bowl, the the person, the NFC team that they feel like is most likely is going to be in the Super Bowl is in the NFC West. So it's going to be the Cardinals, the Rams, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. I'm still predicting the Rams to be in it at the end of the day. And I don't know on the other side. Like, I really don't know on the other side. Well, let me let me stop you there. So, we had the Legion of Boom, two, you know, several years ago. And, you know, some of those guys started saying, where's my money? Where's my money? Some of them got their money. Some of them jumped ship because they're like, no, we're giving all the money to Russell Wilson. He's the main guy. Now, is Russell Wilson good? Yes, he's good. But he went from last year, everybody like, oh, he's MVP. He's MVP to playing crap the last eight games. This year, I know he's been injured, but it's not like they were undefeated or anything before he got injured. Because how many games has he missed? What, three, four? Who? Uh, Seahawks. I mean, he missed like three, yeah, three weeks. Okay, so their current record is three and six. Did they win any of those games? Their current record is three and six, so I don't think so. Okay, so that means they were still three and three 
with him, and they lost this past weekend. So they were probably three and two. Three and two. And I understand that's early in the season, but they just didn't look as good at, as a three and two team. So, Luke, what's your, what's your projections or okay. predictions? So, I don't know. I'm kind of building on our previous thing. I don't really see Kansas City. They look to me like they're a little too unsteady. So, you can't count them out, but you can't count on them either. Yeah. So, Kansas City for me is out. I think Buffalo, or maybe it's just I hope Buffalo. Yeah. Because, man, that team, when they fire and they're on all cylinders, they're good to go. But they struggle a little bit. New England's got a better record. Well, sort of. They played a couple more games, but yeah, they're like that weird. For me, New England, I'm not predicting them, but I would, I would go with Buffalo, and like you said, I Baltimore to me is just too inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get that weekend. Uh, but Tennessee's playing great right now. Will they make a final run? I don't know. I don't know if it'll last long enough to get I just into feel the like playoffs running game through the playoffs with Derrick Henry <clears throat> gone. I yeah. Tannehill's He's kind of been their workhorse right now, and they just don't have a whole lot of other package options. They don't to kind of get them to get them Adrian Peterson, and that's it. <laughs> and he's 90, he's older yeah. than Brett Favre. Um, <laughs> Dallas, they're playing good right now. We just need one of us to say that we think they could be contender. That's okay, good because <laughs> it ain't going to be me. <laughs> Nobody else um, say it. I think their fuse is already lit, and I think they're going to implode. They're going to – they're just going to blow up. Just – it's gone later. Maybe they'll have another um, the catch. I like what Ryan said. The NFC has just got so – like, how do you count anybody out? But mostly I say – I think Green Bay is going to get it sorted out. They're doing great. Because Devontae Adams, my receiver for my fantasy team, I can count on him to get points every week. He does something amazing. So, um, but then Arizona, that's going to be my two predictions. It's either going to be Arizona or Green Bay in the NFC. Because Dallas is going to destroy it. They're, gonna, they're like Arkansas. Everybody cheers for them and we hope they win. And then later on, they just can't hang on. They can't make that final. They're like me at ping pong. They just can't close it out. Something but, dumb happens. Oh, I can get up to like a 20 to five lead in ping pong and then I can't close the last point. Somebody always comes back and wins. Yeah. And I want to play ping pong. That's what I'm saying. Just I something don't, dumb because happens. It'll take me like, off. Oh. But yeah, that's been like, something like that. Um, it, that's been Arkansas's problem this year is they've been depth. I'm going to say Buffalo. I like Buffalo. And as much as I love Denver. You've never been to Buffalo. They're half and half. They might make a wild card team. I feel like it's – I feel like – I feel like it's Buffalo's to lose, but I feel like Buffalo's yeah. in, the, in the best They're, chance position. Yeah. As long as everyone stays healthy. They've got a good start. We'll just say it that way. David? Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I agree. What do you mean agree? We have three different things going on. I <laughs> agree with all no, three. I, I, okay. agree with, I agree with Luke. I think Buffalo. Oh, and then, they're I'm also – I'll just throw this out there, my, too. I, I, I'm biased because it's my team. Um, oh, here we go. Don't, hey, you can't. <laughs> I'm telling you, Buffalo man. is your team? 
of Green Bay. Uh, I thought he was switching teams. Here we go. David, I'm telling you. I'm biased. I thought I mistakes. playing good. Wake me up, guys. Right. This is the Aaron Rodgers <laughs> sabotage year. No, no, no. That was that last whole COVID, year. That whole COVID thing, that was just part of the plan. <laughs> I will, I will um, say this for Buffalo right now. They're 3-0 and in conference play. So, you know, if it comes down to their conference record, Buffalo's – they're showing up at the right times. All right. I don't know about, like, the, the rest we of done? the AFC. David, you already make your prediction? Yeah, he said Green Bay. Oh, Green right. Bay. here we go again. Yeah, bless it, David. All right, David, so why do you think Green Bay? Because we play better. <laughs> and they, I mean, defensively, we haven't been the best. Um, well, I'm trying to – when is the last time Green Bay's been known for their defense? Yeah, so uh, – um, 1996. David, do you remember that year? No, I wasn't born that year. 1996 is the last time they won the Super Bowl before the 2000s. That's, I mean, it was my sixth grade year. I don't remember. I think they played the Rams, maybe. I don't remember who they played. Broncos. No, that was 97. No, there was Patriots that they beat them. Patriots. And that was, and we, this kind of went back to the whole dynasty thing. Like they were supposed to be the heavy favorites coming into this young wild card. Broncos team, and I was like, "No, nah, Broncos are going to smoke them." And sure enough, they did. And I've been a Broncos fan ever since. Speaking of the Green Bay Packers, this is random. I've been thinking about this for quite a while, and it's just kind of neat about that team. I, if I'm correct, which I'm fairly certain I'm correct, they are the only team currently that, that has had a for? franchise. Has had a franchise quarterback over the past 40, almost 40 years. They've only had two franchise quarterbacks over the past 40 years. I think that's neat. That's because yeah. they've only had two quarterbacks over the last 40 years. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I just think that's a Brett Favre. I just think well, that's I was, I've been thinking that's Rogers. so neat that they they've actually managed to keep like that. Now it's horrible that they have just completely crashed and burned because like that right there should indicate a dynasty but it's not because you know it's like they they'll do bad or they'll Aaron get Rogers right there is like a 7-Eleven he never closes that's so true well let's all right so let's look at this so what we say Aaron Rodgers probably what 04 03 probably when he started but since 92, they have had several double-digit times, but they went 9-7 and seven, several years with Brett Favre, 8-8 eight and eight in one time, 4-12, and 8-8, eight and 6-10, eight, and 10, went 15-1, and one, and still didn't even win the Super That was the year after they won the Super They went 15-1. and one. But they yeah, were 10-6 and six when they won. One year with Aaron Rodgers, they were 8-7-1. and one. They've also been seven and nine with Aaron Rodgers in six, nine, and one. Now they've had a coaching change since that six, nine, and one, but and they've went 13 and three the last two years. But sometimes you see people like Aaron Rodgers still played pretty decent. And you know, Brett Favre, he was a gunslinger, 
Yeah, you know? he either was a hero or a zero. So it's not like he ever threw like more interceptions and touchdowns, but it's like there was always a chance for them. You know, because like the winning seasons that they had, that they went to the Super Bowl, they went 13-3 and both those seasons. The year before they won the Super Bowl, they were 11-5. and And then the year after that, they went 11-5 and and then kind of went down and then Brett Favre actually went to the Vikings and had the best career statistics ever. So it's like it's just kind of crazy like how Ryan's talking about, but you know, they've it's not like they've always been first. You know, like the Patriots have always had a winning record and they've been known they're probably gonna go back to Super Bowl. And that's not you what you've thought about for the Packers. You know they've been good. And a lot of times I consider Aaron Rodgers possibly either the best quarterback, if not having the best offensive line, because I remember there's numerous games. He's just standing there bouncing in the pocket, just bouncing yeah, he's there. Nobody, he's not moving. He's not moving. He's, you know, he's checking down every single one of his receivers like, well, nope, let me go back through him again. And then he looks over in the stands like, coach, who do I throw to? I can't figure it out. Like he had so much time. If he could win two more Super Bowls before he retires, which I don't think is possible. I think he deserves to be at the top of that conversation. As I mean, you best quarterback as, as the best quarterback, or not maybe not as the best, but like you know, a top five best. But until he can, and I, I get that you know, can you know, we can argue Dan Marino, but I, I just think, I just think like if he can win a Super Bowl or, or at least two more Super Bowls, and not as a game manager. But like actually be the be one of the sole reasons why they win that game, then I think he can he's definitely at the top of that conversation. I'm really surprised he hasn't now. I think back in 2014, uh he had that bum ankle that he played on, played against the Seahawks and barely lost the Seahawks. I felt like if he had a healthy ankle and was able to move and run out of the pocket successfully. I think they would win that game. I think but, honestly, I think if they were if he had gone to the Broncos this year, I think the Broncos would be, you know, right there in contention. Cause I think most of the Broncos problems I honestly come down to the quarterback play. And I realize, you know, we've had some, you know, bad games where it looks like our defense is the reason, but and when your offense can't produce at all, you know, it's just gonna drive everyone else down. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's too many – there's too much talent on that defense for it to be as bad as it seems. And I'm also not taking away Vic Vangio. I don't know if he's the – I don't think he's the answer for anything. I don't think any of the coaches are the answer for anything. I think there needs to be someone who's a smart offensive mind to come in to fix our offense. But for some reason, the past two coaches have been defensive guys, so – All right, guys, let's stop right there with our football and move into the main thing. Um, I hope everybody is – let me go ahead and ask. Has everybody seen the new Spider-Man trailer? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm all caught up on everything Marvel. All right, so I'm going to give my rundown of it. I know uh, Ryan and I had a conversation a couple nights ago when it first came out. So – 
obviously, like every trailer that's ever made, you know, there's bits and pieces of the movie, you know, like somebody talks and somebody responds, but those happen like 30 minutes apart in the movie. You know, that's never how it happened. Like in uh, Infinity War, they show one of the things in the trailer with every single Marvel character running in the little jungle in Wakanda, including Hulk. But as we know, Hulk never appeared in the movie, you know, except at the very beginning. But he was never at the Battle of Wakanda. And that scene never happened. Um, so, so there's, you know, a couple scenes I, I kind of watched and then a couple things that caught my eye that I had to go back and pause and look at things. So my take on it, um, I'm curious... One thing that I saw was Doc Ock's robotic arms. One part, they're red. They kind of look like Tony Stark's armor red. And I'm curious if maybe, you know, Peter Parker having some nanotech maybe helps Doc Ock, maybe. Or maybe somehow when that one little scene he has him pinned up against the brick walls. Some of the nanotech goes into him or something with Doc Ock being a little scientist himself. But when Doc Ock is captured by them, he doesn't seem like angry. He doesn't seem like a true bad guy being locked up. He seems like he's wanting to kind of help. But, um, but some other things I noticed in the trailer, it shows, you know, Spider-Man jumping towards Sandman, Lizard, and Electro. Well, Spider-Man's jumping, but Lizard's also jumping, but not jumping towards Spider-Man. So it makes me think that there's somebody else that has been Photoshopped out. And then the last like half second of the video, Lizard gets knocked off course. Like he hits an invisible wall which probably means he got punched by who knows who. Um, you know, and then, like, there's a picture of quick little thing that some people are saying, is that the Hobgoblin, which some people have said, is it Ned? Is it, you know, Franco's character? Is it the other guy from the Amazing Spider-Mans? Is it just a quick snippet of William Defoe? You know, um, but my last take on it, there's probably some other stuff that once we get talking, I remember. But my last thing was the last scene where uh, MJ's falling. And you see, you know, I try to pause it and, you know, try to catch, but I saw like a blurry face. That person didn't have a mask on, but they jumped to go save her. And my thing in my mind is, like, would they actually kill another character like that off in the same situation like they did Gwen Stacy? So I'm kind of curious, would that be, if they're in it, and that big if, would that be, you know, people are thinking, well, maybe that's Tom Holland's character. Maybe it's Andrew Garfield's character jumping off to try to get redemption and maybe either sacrifices himself to save a girl or, you know, he's just doing it to save because he failed in his other movie, in the other multiverse. So that's just kind of my feedback from what I saw. So David, what do you think? What did, what did you think about it? Well, anything you caught? I mean, I'll, 
I watched the video. I didn't really much pay attention, like, details. I was just like, oh, cool. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you make some valid points. Uh, maybe they're, like, the ending where MJ's falling. Maybe, sp- speaking, like, rumors, that maybe Andrew Garfield does feel that kind of guilt where he wants to save the MJ of this universe for the regret that he didn't get the chance to save uh, love of his life, Gwen Stacy, and his. So, I mean, I mean, there, there are valid points, but, I, you know, as of uh, people ruining the, the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield thing, like, I, I, I don't like it because I just want to watch the movie and go, oh, okay, now I'm more excited to watch it. Yeah, and I kind of... I kind of wish People that I didn't even know. And then tearing, tearing bits and pieces of this and that. And it's all fun. And after you watch the movie, then you can go back and you know, watch it again in, in precise detail. Like for me, when I haven't watched the movie, I see people breaking it down or circling stuff on Twitter and, and stuff like that. I'm just like, dude, you're all ruining the movie for me because I really want to watch this and enjoy it and then go back and look at the details and go, oh, I didn't see that when I first watched it. Now yeah. I'm paying attention. And to me, it kind of ruins it, but that's just how the internet and people are. They kind of like want you to pay attention. And I'm like, man, I'm just a fan of Spider-Man, just like everybody else. I just want to watch the movie and see how well it does, how where it's going. And then... Next time I watch it, pay attention to the details. And it'll be like, all right, cool. Now I see where, where the multiverse is coming into the MCU and where Doctor Strange and all this and the upcoming stuff. I'm just, all right. That that's my my feeling about it. <clears throat> uh, overall, I think it's gonna be a good movie. Yeah. That's what we got to say to that. Luke, what's your take? You know, one thing that I noticed, or how do you say you noticed something that wasn't there, um, is that there's no additional Spider-Man in the movie. You see all the villains come through, and so I feel like Marvel is showing you, you know, Doc Ock and all that kind of stuff. But what they're not saying is if the villains are coming through, there's got to be Spider-Man coming through. And my main question is this, how do you keep, this movie fresh and exciting because I know it's Marvel's and you know, we all love Marvel, but is it because we like it? We're going to like it because Marvel put their stamp on it or are we, you know, going to actually like this movie based on its own merits. Yeah. But how do you show this movie and not have it be kind of a repeat of Spider-Man Miles Morales? You know, with the with the multiverse and all that kind of stuff coming in, how do you not kind of have overlap? And I I saw a lot of the villains and stuff like that, and really, uh, Miles Morales focuses on Kingpin, so I get that. But I don't know. I'm excited to see it. I really am, and I loved the original Spider-Man movies, the first trilogy. It was great. Well, Except the first the, the first two were pretty good. Yeah, I agree, David. The third one kind of, you could have done better. 
Yeah. But well, Andrew think... Garfield as Spider-Man is probably still my favorite Spider-Man. Really? Yes. He I himself thought... is a great Spider-Man. Who? I, I was saying Andrew Garfield himself is a great Spider-Man. Yeah. He fit, I thought the, to me, I thought the second story the, was meh. The second yeah, story. Yeah. Not the first one. The first one's good, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, the shocker was kind of weak. And no offense to Jamie Foxx, who's listening to this podcast, no doubt. Um, but he wasn't my favorite villain. He looks so much better. Yeah. They kind of gave him a different yeah, look. They sh- and they should have done that for the first movie or the first movie he was in. But yeah, Andrew Garfield to me was the perfect mix of nerd plus Spider-Man. Toby Maguire, it was like he was faking. You could, you know, he was more Spider-Man than he was the nerd. And then Tom Holland, you never really hear how good he is at intellectually in the movie. They don't focus on that at all in any of his movies. It's all about the Spider-Man. Like you see brief glimpses of him um, going on like the, it's not the quiz bowl, but the essentially the quiz bowl trip. I don't know. I'm excited to see what they bring. Um, Somebody once pointed out that, you know, is the reason that Dr. Strange isn't really able, seems kind of inept when it comes to manipulating this spell because it's really Loki. Hmm. Well, I've, I've seen some things that it kind could be one of the uh, one of the crow was it crow scrolls yeah yeah it could it's be scroll. one of them uh, and that way it's kind of setting up the whole Marvel movie uh, secret wars yeah the other thing I saw is it could be mine's went blank what's the like the devil character that Manifesto. people yeah manifest yeah from a WandaVision, you know, they all kept pushing that. So I've seen that too, that it could be, because, you know, some people said, even in some of the things, you know, one person said, well, Dr. Strange, he's so protective of those things. And, you know, he didn't want this to happen in all these other movies. And I'm like, yeah, but he also broke the rules when he first got there too with reading the dark book and taking the stone and stuff. And he mm-hmm. was told not to do all that. Manipulating time for the first time. I, you know, I it, think it's, I think it's Dr. Strange. It probably is. And, and I think it is because of what Randy just said. Cause you know, I know it feels like when he comes to him and everything, cause we can, you know, we know it's very, I feel like it's going to be very early on in the movie that, the whole uh, the the spell is cast yeah. and everything, and you, know, like you, you already have that minutes. trailer. Yeah, you already have that trailer that was like the Doctor Strange was like, "Nah, that's a bad idea." And then he's like, "But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we could still do this, you know." And then well, Peter mucks it up, and well, no, I don't even I think s- Doctor Strange is mad about it. I think he's like, "Well, that's kind of a neat outcome," but then he's like, "Okay, we actually have to fix this." So. Well, one thing I saw, uh, I just came across it on Twitter, and it was, like, behind-the-scenes leaked set photos. And there's one of, like, the three guys standing next to each other in their Spider-Man suits. And it it looks legit because Tobey Maguire doesn't look young. Like, some of these trailers that supposedly we've seen. Andrew Garfield, you know, he kind of looks the same. But then there's, like, a scene where – 
Happy, Aunt May, uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and, oh, Daredevil himself are sitting in their apartment. Because that's supposed to be one thing they talk about is he's going to be Spider-Man's lawyer to try to get him out of all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I've heard also that there's a mid-credit scene that has already been filmed where Venom has introduced himself, and that will be the next crossover, possibly Sinister Six uh, thing. You know, we saw, I saw today or yesterday that Michael Keaton confirmed that he's shooting stuff starting the very next day for Vulture. Oh, his vulture character. So obviously, there's something. I thought maybe it was going to be a crossover for Batman. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Marvel does. If they make movies, well, I'm oh. saying like, I don't know. You know, I don't know how you come back from a movie like this if they truly did not put Andrew or Toby in this movie. It'd be funny as crap if. So you know how Tom Holland's always been able to give things away. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny as crap if like Andrew Garfield has been acting, but acting dumb where people think that he's telling the truth. So people stay here for two hours, like, okay, well, we're 30 minutes in. Okay, well, they're they're gonna they're gonna be here next. Yeah. Oh, 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 here we go, here we go. Here the things show up. Okay, they didn't come in. Oh, oh, oh right, well. Man, we've been in the movie for two hours. It can't be over yet. Spider-Man's got to show up. And then the movie's over. There goes the credits. Oh, mid-credit scene. They're, they're going because, to be here mid-credit scene. And then there's I mean, Venom, and that's it. And then you walk out of the theater going, where, where are they at? Man, I just that's going to be... I don't condone this, and I would not do this. I would be upset, but I can honestly see riots if they're not in that movie. Like, I'm not joking, because like, I, I think people are that crazy. But it's also, you know, it just seems like if you don't, if, if you got everybody to come back, except for some reason you didn't get Andrew and Toby to come back, whew, that's not, it's not good. Of course, we're going to find out in a couple of weeks. I mean, I think if they're not, you know, the premiere, the premiere will come out. It should be pretty soon yeah. that they'll premiere the movie. And we have now learned that people don't know how to keep their mouths shut after premieres because mm-hmm. after right after the Eternals movie came out, like I'm not joking when I say right after the Eternals movie came out, like after the premiere of the Eternals movie, this guy got on Twitter and that some uh, variety writer and was like, okay, this is who's in the movie. And it was like, no one was expecting that. So. Well, I know. But they'll they'll tell people. I mean that that'll that will one hundred percent come out if they're not in the movie. That will be right out from the get go. Like that'll be like okay, they're not in the movie. Y'all prepare yourselves. <laughs> yeah, because I remember when you know the the Russo brothers were like, you know, trying to exp- with the whole end game. They were saying, go a week. Do if you have watched this movie, do not post on social media for a week. And they said, but all you people that haven't watched that movie within a week, after a week's up, it's on you. Yeah. And so I, I wish it'd be like when it comes out, if I don't see it when it comes, like right when it comes out, I'm going to try to anything that says anything about Spider-Man, I'm going to try to click, you know, click off because I ended up seeing a spoiler for a Marvel movie a while back. It didn't say 
potential spoilers and I clicked and I saw some things and I was like, well, okay. I didn't like that. So. But now regarding the trailer, yeah, the, the, again, if, if they're really just pulling the wool over everyone's eyes just to, for whatever reason, then it's, you know, good job, stupid, but good job at the same time. But yeah, they've got, that, that thing is, whether they have done it on purpose or just did not do it or did not expect people to go frame by frame on it, there's so many instances of you can tell what's been edited. And that doesn't mean that it mean, that particularly it is Andrew or Toby. I still think there's a part of me that keeps thinking like, maybe we're going to get the Miles Morales Spider-Man as well. That would make a lot of sense in my opinion. Well, I was um, curious about the, the black suit that somebody's wearing that's and, and well my thing is here's my thing so that one scene he's sitting there and looks like he's got like you know some dr strange magic mm-hmm. you know come off his forearm but electro's in the background so it's like why are you facing that way if there's a bad guy behind you like what's going on this way like what are you wanting to do i have well, no idea but there's also a phone uh connected to his chest yeah. as well and it's got a picture of um, it's got a picture of Ned, Ned and uh, MJ. MJ on it. And yeah. someone actually, I was watching someone that had a theory. Just it was a theory. They didn't have any concrete evidence to back it up, but it was basically like, you know, their what their goal is to get these characters back into their own universes, so that Peter is probably going to be universe hopping himself and not just in his own universe <coughs> and everything. Yeah. But he gets handed a sling ring and taught by Doctor Strange how to essentially between realms. Essentially. But there's there's awesome. a there's a you know, there is that if you go watch the Brazil trailer, I don't know if they've edited it yet, but if you go watch the Brazil trailer, you see the lizard getting punched. And yes, lizard and electro are both not looking at Peter Parker in that scene. Or like are well the MCU Peter Parker. Um in the scene where uh, she's just beginning to fall, there is a frame where you can see a hand, like a gloved hand, and it's just the gloved hand in that scene. So, it, you know, it's thinking, people are thinking that that might be one of the Spider-Men. Um, then there's a scene where Peter is, like, he's like, it looks like he's jumping down through the rafters or, or of the, the stuff that's falling that MJ's falling off of. And if you look at his face, it doesn't look like it looks like Andrew and Toby's mask and not because they had a very similar mask and not Peter's mask or uh, uh, Tom Holland's mask. So, but if the rest of the body is, the rest of the body is edited to look like him. Well, there's one scene where he's saying, I can't save everybody. Yeah. And like the hairstyle, Looks like Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland's face looks odd. And we do know, and I think this is—I think this has to do with Charlie Cox as Daredevil. We do know there is a scene because it has been confirmed that, and I think it's that table scene that Andrew, or not Andrew, that Tom Holland was not sitting at the table with them, or the person that was. The person that they edited in the person that was sitting at that's sitting at the table with him because Tom Holland did not know who it was for the longest time. 
Yeah. Because they were like, you'll spoil this. <laughs> yeah. But I've also, I, I think maybe, I don't, I think maybe this is going to kick Spider Man out of the MCU and into the Sony verse, but they're going to always, I think they'll always be connected and everything. But that being said, there's also a Spider Man series coming out that's, directly tied in with all of this it's a cartoon series and it's him before it's him before he was um uh, before civil war so it's his freshman year mm-hmm. so it's you know it's it's going to be his origin story it's got to be that so but i think this is going to like i think this might kick him out of the mcu in that sense and so you know he'll be doing some more solo spider-man stuff with the sinister six and um, Venom and things like that. Unless they all just converge and just, you know, they all stay in the same universe, which would be that that, that would be ideal. But there's so much. And it comes out in, I think, less than a month now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not to change the topic too much, but Randy, what do you think about Moon Knight coming out as a series? <laughs> I'm excited for it. Like I remember some of the stuff when I was growing up, reading it, reading about it. Most of my experience with this actually comes from it's a game I wish that I still had is a uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two for Xbox. That was yeah. this. That was one of the best games. Yeah, it was. I loved Moon Knight on that game. So a lot of the characters and stuff I learned about were from that game. But I think they've got a great character and Oscar Isaac playing it taking the lead on that one I think it's going to be really really good excited for all the Marvel stuff I'm telling you man they know how to crush it and I will say this they do know how to crush it I agree with that Eternals was a mid movie I've kind of wondered if it was going to be to be honest the story like the is previews and stuff didn't just have me riveted. The story is okay, like it's an okay story. There's a there's one big glaring issue with the story, and if y'all want me to give you spoilers about it, I'll tell you. Nope. <laughs> okay, well, I don't want to tell you. And not here tonight. We'll we'll but, save that for another episode. Yeah, but it's it's a mid story. The characters though, the characters are good. Like they're well written. They, you know, you understand their motives. You understand where they're coming from for the for as as much as you can. The conversations about, you know, what they're dealing with is good. I think I think the story would have been better if they built upon the conversations more. But it's they're good characters. Like the characters are all like you root for all of them, in one sense or another. Um, but the story is just like, meh, it's a very meh story. Well, I'm excited about what I've seen from Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. Uh, the trailer for She-Hulk has me confused beyond y'all reason. Well, kind of. I haven't seen the trailer. Like, I'm excited about that. We haven't Um, even got really a full trailer for it. We just got like a a teaser. Like, and I'm talking like a teaser teaser. Yeah, it's like a teaser of the teaser. <laughs> but like seeing the the pictures and stuff of like the little, you know, posters or whatever, like of 
Armor Wars, Iron Heart, things like that. You know, I'm like I'm that I'm still excited about those. You know, seeing about Agatha getting a series, uh, possible Loki's. Uh, you know, season two, the the What If series. I like those. Mm-hmm. We're getting so, a Marvel. We're getting a Marvel zombies. Yep. Saw that too. I like the Morbius trailer. I do too. And I keep pointing on that one to come out. Yeah. I don't I'm wondering, I don't think it will, but like I don't think they intentionally at all would have connected it to like I don't think Spider-Man's gonna connect to Morbius, but maybe. (laughs) But I don't know. I'm I'm excited. You know the biggest question I have about She-Hulk? If she was green? No, it's the Hulk. I know, but if she was green? No, she's green. But the Hulk is the biggest question I have about She-Hulk. Have y'all seen Shang-Chi? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That movie to me was also kind of meh. Oh, I actually think that's one of the best Marvel movies. (laughs) I may have fallen asleep during part of it, though, so that may be why. But that, the Hulk is the reason why I'm so confused about She-Hulk. Because if you've seen Shang-Chi, I'm just going to give this away. At the very end, there's a, a there's a mid credit scene, if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it. And it's got Bruce Banner in it, and it's Bruce Banner. And he's got, you know, he's got an arm sling on. So, it, you know, it's very clear that this was, this is after... Um, everything well on top of that you know there's um there's a uh, captain marvel's in that scene too and then when you see the trailer for or the teaser trailer for she hulk there's hulk and he's he's professor hulk again but now he doesn't have a an arm sling on and he looks like he's perfectly fine so maybe this is before i think it's before in game no it's, it can't be before Endgame. At least I don't think it will be. It doesn't seem like it would be because I've heard that she might be a she might have a very small role in Spider Man. Hmm. To me, it seemed like Shang Chi and the Seven Rings was right after Iron Man or the Ten Rings was right after Iron Man Three. Like for me, because it kind of had- picks up right after Iron Man Three comes out. I could, that would have been a perfect or, place to do it just because of him, because of Trevor. Yeah, Trevor's. But they do it? bring up they bring up the snap. So yeah, that's whip. true. Maybe so. <clears throat> so much Marvel content. Yeah, uh, my brain's exploding. On the other side, we've got the Batman movie coming out, and I'm so excited. Yeah. Wait, who's this one played by? The Robert Pattinson Batman. Ugh. No, it's going to be what? a great Batman movie. You want to talk about football teams getting pulled apart or falling apart because they can't keep their players? That's the DC universe. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're right about 100%, that. 100%. Because they, they cannot settle on a character. They find a great one that everybody loves. Like Henry Cavill 
for for Superman. He was the best, super, in my opinion, best Superman they've had. Mm-hmm. <coughs> he looks the part. He plays the part well. But they can't do that. Or, you know, Gal Gadot is obviously Wonder Woman. And I think that's true in real life, too, not just in the movie. They just follow hmm. around with the camera and take pictures. Um, and then... <coughs> uh, and I know this was unpopular whenever they first announced it. But Ben Affleck killed it as Batman. Oh, he's a great Batman. He's probably, he's my second favorite Batman of all of them. It's nuts. We're about to have three Batman in the span of a year on screen. Not at the same time. Two of them will be on the screen at the same time. And then one of them will be on his own. Because Keaton is coming back as Batman. And Ben Affleck's Batman is also Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, and you got Keaton, you've got Affleck, and then you've got Pattinson. But Pattinson's story is on its own. It's not a part of the. It's not a part of that main universe. But you would think that they would just build upon that on Pattinson's because they've already got a. um, They've already got two spinoff shows for the Batman movie yeah. in the wings. They've got a, a procedure, a Gotham procedure one. Are you okay? In the wings. Mm-hmm. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and then they've also, I think they've also said that there's going to be a penguin show. Yeah. I saw so, that. Is it called yeah, March and, of the Penguins? Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> on top of that, on top of that, that movie has already established that just within a shot that's been going around that Wonder Woman and Superman both exist in that world because there's a costume party that has someone dressed up as Superman and someone dressed up as Wonder Woman. And like, you could tell it's a costume. Like it's not, you know, it's like the guy's wearing like a puffed up type of, you know, costume. So you know, they exist there, so it's like, why not just build the DC universe off of that if you're gonna, you know, go that far with it why already? Just have some continuity somewhere. But they, well, the only thing they've got going for them is really like they can say, "Let's well, part of the multiverse, guys!" Yay! <laughs> and you actually have Marvel over here going, "Well, this is how it all connects. Like, this is how it all actually connects with one another." Yeah, I think Marvel sat down before they made any movie and was like, "All right." Let's lay out the entire storyline, beginning, the end. And DC just can't do that. They're like, let's make a movie. And they're like, okay. So they make a movie and they're like, oh crap, how do we tie it into the rest of them? And ah, don't worry about it. We'll just start a new movie. So every DC movie is just its new own independent project, whereas the Marvel Universe was a long term. It's like Disney Pixar, it's a long term. Easter egg field incorporation of one movie straight into another. Yeah. See, that's one of the arguments I've heard against the DCEU, and I actually, I agree with it for the most part, is they they should have just began, like, they wanted to copy Marvel pretty badly. So that's why they started with, like, the Man of Steel movie and everything, which I like it. I actually like the Man of Steel movie. But the thing what the, the argument is, is that they could have just started out with the ensemble movie. Like you didn't need to establish these characters because, you know, you go back, 
you go back before go back before Iron Man one ever came out and you go to some random person who doesn't know anything about comics on the street and you say, who's Iron Man? And they might honestly think, you know, the, the song Iron Man, you go, who's Batman? Oh, well, he's the DC superhero, you know, the Batman. People know who they, they know these characters because Batman, Wonder Woman and Superman, they're just they're established. Well, and then that's necessarily probably because they made movies, I mean, yeah, 30 years ago or that's a, well, years then there's, ago with those characters in them. There's been Smallville, there's been Lois and Clark, yeah. like there's been numerous things Flash, Green where we know the origin of Batman. We know the origin of, you know, we said this in a podcast before that, you know, even when they did like the Avengers, there was already movies and we've already been introduced to kind of Hawkeye and the Black Widow. But we knew where Iron Man came from. We knew where Hulk came from. We knew where Thor came from. And they put together. And then DC, you know, I had this conversation with somebody the other day, actually. Like, we knew Batman and Superman. Everybody kind of knows Wonder Woman. Doesn't really probably know where she comes from. But then there's Aquaman, which he looks wimpy in the comics or in the cartoons. And then you hear how wimpy he is (coughs) on the Big Bang Theory you ever watch that show <laughs> and then like cyborg you know some people are like well, who's that i don't know who that guy is yeah and so it's like all right so we're just gonna put these people together and they're gonna be a superhero team it's like and then <clears throat> but then like avengers we kind of knew who thanos was through a bunch of marvel movies and then it's like this one guy who's supposed to be kind of like the thanos putting these three cubes together that's going to take over the world and it's like who's this guy you know, like technically over 10 year span, all the Marvel characters have been fighting Thanos, technically. And then it takes two, two movies, what, five or six hours of content for them to defeat him. And it took technically two movies and a Snyder cut for them to defeat this other guy and to make him look right and all this other stuff. So it's, like, yeah, I feel like it was kind of rushed. You know, I know that they went back and because Avengers was so good and stuff, they were like, oh, well, we need to make we need to make DC funny. And some of DC is not funny. It's dark. Yeah. Most of DC. But see, that's the thing. It's like if they had just started off with like some adventure super, uh, Justice League movie and then broke off all into different movies and then came back for a second one, they would. The chances of them, and if they were good writing, because like sometimes let's be real, some of the writing's like, eh, I don't know what you're doing there. Even though I like, I've liked all the DC movies so far, to be honest with you. Um, but if they would have, you know, you could have brought them back in the span of like they could have probably, you know, they could have probably established this and been right on par with Marvel. But at the same time, too, it comes down to WB doesn't really ever know what it's doing with anything. Like that's what that's what WB feels like sometimes. Like you have the Harry Potter everything going on, and everyone's like, "Man, we would really like some kind of Harry Potter series to come out. That'd be pretty cool." So, what is their first announced series after like HBO Max comes out? And you know, they're really like, "We're gonna go on on Harry Potter. It's a quiz show." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's like. Really? I mean, it's kind of cool that I guess that you can watch people take a quiz about Harry Potter, but that's your that's what you've decided on is a quiz show. You have all of this unexplored 
uh, world and you're like, yeah, let's do a quiz show. Okay. Yeah, good, good, on, good for you, WB. <laughs> what are your well, thoughts on Black Adam? I think The Rock is going to do what Rock does always and create something so phenomenal that we all forget about the rest of the superheroes in the DCEU. Yeah, I think he, Rock, Rock's going to go all out. Like, I think he's going to do well with it. I mean, it's about drive. It's about power. He stays hungry. He devours. <laughs> well, guys, I think that's going to be it for tonight. I'm looking forward to more Marvel stuff coming around. Um, <laughs> In case I hope we can get together uh, a couple more times, possibly before Christmas, if not, definitely, uh, definitely soon, definitely before the first of the year. Talk about some more stuff come, coming on, maybe, maybe end of the football season, video games that are coming out, things like that. So, David, Luke, Ryan, y'all have anything else you want to? <clears throat> Send us off with. You getting Vanguard? Or no? Or is anyone getting Vanguard? I am. Is Vanguard a Call of Duty thing? Yes. 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 Probably not. Me too, David. I'm probably waiting until Black Friday to pick it up because they should have it discounted. Uh, so far, I have not seen it discounted. Well, it's not Black Friday yet, Randy. Well, all the Black Friday <laughs> sales are going on right now. So, yeah. One of these days, I'm actually going to sit down and play video games again. They, me too. Uh, I know several things right now are doing a buy two, get one free or get one half off. And so I added Vanguard to that with two mm-hmm. games for the, for the kids. So Vanguard is actually in a box somewhere over there that came mm-hmm. in today. But everything I've seen, the only like uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game that's supposed to be coming out, that's on sale. Uh, Madden's on sale. I think the NBA game's on sale. Um, the Just Dance game's on sale. Everything is showing it's on sale for Black Friday deals except Vanguard. So I was just like, forget it. I'm just going to get it. So, but yeah, I have it, David. I'm I'm gonna try to get it. I don't know. No, uh, you're gonna like, get it. I I will try to get it because uh, I think I don't know. Like the past several months, I don't know. I just found the like no motivation to stream any games, and uh, you know. Uh, I want cool. to like start streaming a lot next year and try to promote so I can start getting a fan base. Uh, well, you also said about a year and a half ago that you love streaming with friends. Yeah. And so we have not been able to play with, you know, Ross was moving. Uh, you know, Ryan said he, you know, just said that he hasn't had much time to play. Uh, I've been, I know you're busy I know with college. 
I know everybody has like busy schedules, so I, I which I understand. So I'm not gonna like bug any of y'all. So like you know, and I do, I do have, you know, William, but like he plays uh, he different count. games. Yeah, <laughs> well, he plays different games now, so he doesn't play COD as much, and I don't have Modern Warfare, so I I've been trying to play. Warzone, but man, like their skill based matchmaking on Warzone is so bad. They're putting me into like people with two plus KDs, and you know, it's just it's so frustrating. So I don't. Well, it's probably been a month or two since I've played anything Call of Duty. Uh, I've either been playing football or golf. Yeah. I mean, I play. I played uh, Avengers. I played 2K, my career. Uh, every now and then I'll play uh, something random. Maybe like Ratchet and Clank. I don't know. I just don't yeah. like my motivation for finding a good game to stream. I got like Rogue Company. It um, came out like several years ago. But I don't know. I haven't played it, so I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what what can I do to gain attraction. Yeah. So. Well, we'll all get back together again. We'll be playing again soon. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Well, like always, always enjoy the chats. Always enjoy the information that I haven't heard about. Look forward to talking about this again. Talking about what Spider Man's actually about, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Wait, when's the next trailer? Next week or, or the um, end of this week? I think there might be like a TV spot, but I mean, it's. We're, you know, the movie comes out next month. So. This has been more of the unordinary things where they didn't release a trailer months and months in advance. Like they had that little teaser. I think, that, I think that's a, a, a what Kevin Feige wanted. He wanted, I, from well, but like what, I said, it's still, like, I don't think no there's, trailer. he wanted, so, no like I said, there's enough, there's enough footage and you can't tell me it took you six months to think, oh, hey, how about we Photoshop this? Because, you Photoshop trailers and take scenes that you have filmed that you don't put in the movie, you know, so I don't know. All right, guys. Well, that is it for our podcast. So be looking forward to Ryan just signed us off in case people that can feel it. He gave you a little salute <laughs> off the forehead since y'all can't see us, but I always forget that too, Ryan. Because I know sometimes I make faces at David and no one knows what I'm doing. It's like it's like watching those or listening to comedians on the radio and everybody starts laughing because they're making some kind of body gesture or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, I wish I knew what they were doing. But all right, guys, we are signing off for another episode. Look forward to us hopefully having some kind of little Christmas special to talk about uh, more upcoming things, games, movies, sports within the next month and hopefully we'll have Ross back. Maybe, maybe we can get a special guest or, or a sponsorship or something to come on and 
help us sell their product. So, yeah. all right, guys. See you later. Bye.